0: Last time on Leighton Legends. Welcome to the sanctuary. It's a prison for things that are better left, held away from the world. And I've been here for a long time. And I'm starting to realize that the doctor out there, I I knew he was out there. But I was worried that I wouldn't be able to hold him.
1: I need help. Would we be able to assist you in vanquishing this foe? No doubt with the doctor here. People have probably gone missing. I believe one of... Uh... Val's vagrants, friends, was one of those abominations.
2: Name is Trevor Giovanni.
0: So it seems that he's set up shop here. We'll have to figure out where his phylactery is. I'm very much going to be relying on you to see what you can find out about the doctor, people missing a phylactery, and then when we strike, we'll work together. You we'll know, try to take him down
1: quick. Would it be beneficial to employ the services of our fellow guardsmen of the city?
0: Well, if you can get them to <laughs> sign up, I I wouldn't mind the help, but
3: I don't know if they're even gonna believe us, guys. Like
0: a lot of locals, I expect that you uh, try to talk to. They're probably not gonna believe you. You could try, but uh, I haven't had good experience with it. In fact, it's gone pretty sour on a few occasions.
3: Val, um, where was the last place you saw Trevor before we saw him dead? Outside of Bolster's office. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. What were you doing outside of Bolster's office? Bust.
2: Um, I'm also employed with Bolster.
0: You pick up that Val is telling you the truth but you feel like he's kind of talking around something he's not mentioning and he says all right i'll hear from you guys uh hopefully within a day or two suddenly there's a gust of wind and it's like pushing you
1: out through this door and we're being blown away by a mystical wind you look so perturbed. <laughs>
0: All right, so welcome back to Leighton Legends, guys. Uh, Where we left off last time is you were leaving the sanctuary after having a rather interesting conversation with Martin, the warden of the sanctuary. And he told you there might be a way that we can take down this lich that you saw in the hall outside of this room. And after sleeping in the sanctuary overnight, you found that the way is now clear to exit. There's nothing in that hall that seems to be on the other side of the portal entering sanctuary. And so where we are picking up now is you guys are facing the portal and you can decide how you want to proceed.
3: Mordecai is going to take out his uh, crowbar again because he's just assuming that we're going back into the sewer. And I'm going to put that light cantrip back on it. Right, guys, you ready?
0: I think it's really funny that you were third personing yourself, like in your own character voice, like, Mordecai is going to pull out his crowbar. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm gonna practice my Jersey accent, you know, get into it.
0: Everyone just kind of stares at Mordecai awkwardly as he is narrating his own actions.
3: You know, Mordecai is so scared about that Lich still being out there that he's talking himself through the motions.
2: <laughs> through the portal, friends.
3: Okay, so yeah, I'll cast light and get ready, and then I'm gonna look at the guys and uh give him a head nod.
0: All right, Martin kind of sees you guys like warming up, like hyping yourselves up to go through the portal, and he just kind of turns to you and said, It's just the portal. Like, <laughs> just go through it. I already checked. The way's fine. Like, just, you're, you're okay.
1: I want to run through the portal.
0: All right.
3: I'll be right behind them.
0: Giovanni rushes in, followed by Mordecai. I'm, I'm rushing through. And last but not least, Val. So you exit through the portal to Sanctuary, and you enter the very same hallway that you were walking down with the glowing runes that are fading into the portal into Sanctuary. And you look down the hall, and you notice that there's nothing there anymore. Hmm. Okay. Where'd
1: everything go?
3: Uh, Who cares, man? It looks safe. Let's get moving. Actually, uh, hold up one second. Uh, Could you hold this? And I'm going to pass Giovanni my crowbar. Yes, right. I'm going to immediately turn around and I would like to make a grapple check against Val and I will use my tides of chaos to take it at advantage.
0: Listen, Brendan, I really respect you wanting to use this tides of chaos. You should roll first before you just decide to use it.
3: No, but it says once per long rest, you can use this to gain advantage on an attack roll, ability check or saving throw.
0: Okay. Make a strength check, but I'm not going to say that you're proficient in it because neither of you guys are physical boys. You're both kind of dandies. That's right. (laughs) Like you're having a slap fight with each other. And then uh, Val, you're going to do the same thing. So you're going to make a strength check. Okay. Thank you. I will. All
3: right. That's a 19. I'm at advantage though. So (laughs) show me that Nat 20.
0: Or 19 and you could have a slap draw.
3: (laughs) Oh yeah. Slap fight.
0: Here we
2: go. Negative one. Okay. Perfect.
0: With a sheer force of will that comes out of seemingly nowhere, Mordecai twists around from down the hallway and
3: throws himself at Val. Whoa! I'm gonna like, pin him to the wall as best I can. Looking straight into Val's face. I'm like, I'm gonna give you one chance, man. Come clean, what's Bolster making you do? Did he send you to kill me if I don't pay up?
2: Nothing, man. Honest to God, he just asked me to follow you. Watch, track your movements. I don't know anything. I totally squeal. Val just cares. That's
3: it? That's all he asked?
2: 100%.
3: All my life. Got any love for Bolster? None. Alright, so I'll let Val down and be like, Sorry, I had to do that, man. Uh, even on the streets, you don't know who you can trust, right? So,
2: Absolutely, man. Well, I'm new in town, so, I mean, Bolster uh, provides me with some uh, psychedelic mushrooms and-, and wherewithal, so, you know, I mean, I have no love for him. Certainly as a city guardsman now, that's going to be my employee here in Renlin. You know, I have no uh, lasting allegiance to Bolster. Right. I mean, you're cool? We're cool, man.
1: Cool? All right. Uh, Giovanni, what do you do during all this? What is the meaning of this transgression, compatriots? I assume it has something to do with the unsavory business you will both conduct in your personal lives.
3: <laughs> I'll tell you on the way, but what does Giovanni say? Make haste. Let's, let's get out of these sewers. I'll tell you what's going on as we leave. I'll fill Giovanni in on everything I've done with Bolster up until the point where... We met. So, we're just going to
0: have like helicopter blades kind of going across the screen and fades out. And we fade back in, and Givon is like, wow, well,
3: I had no idea that happened.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cool story,
0: bro.
3: Yeah. But as we're walking, so like we're, we're making our way out of here as we talk. Okay. So,
0: you guys have made your way to the end of the hall and you've also exited into the sewers again. Oh, f- great. <laughs> yeah. But you find that you are not entering into the room that had the well. In fact, it looks like you have completely skipped the room with the whale, and it is simply not there anymore. You look behind you, and you see a solid
1: cobblestone wall from the direction that you came. Oh. Mm. Cool. Well, we got that light grow bar, so let's... Uh...
3: Can I have that back?
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Thanks. Kind of want to rock a uh, Divine Sense really quickly here, just in case there's any traces of necromancy. Yeah, rock it. Giovanni, you reach out with your senses again, and this is now the third
0: time that you have done this technically today, but you feel like it's kind of weird. You feel like it's not the same day anymore. You feel like you've completely recharged all of your things, which is normal after a long rest. But even beyond having had a long rest, you feel like it's not the same day. And and that's kind of weird to you. So you reach out with your feelings and you're sensing specifically for necromantic powers, faint little hints of it in the area. And you really don't sense too much around yourself, though on the very fringes of your awareness, you can feel a slight tinge of what you would best describe as evil, though you don't quite know where it's coming from or the degree of strength of it. It feels like a
1: sprinkle, like a little salting of evil on top of your sewer meal. Mm. I feel like there is not much evil around here maybe but a hint of a little garnish on top of the slugs and ratmen we typically encounter.
3: Okay, let's let's get moving then. Let's not stand around.
1: The lich may have reanimated those.
3: Do either of you recognize this room?
0: Uh, negative. You've exited this hallway. You've entered into what appears to be the sewers and you can tell that certainly from the smell of it. And you're not exiting through the clockwork puzzle that you had originally completed. You're kind of smack dad in the middle of the sewers, so you're in this situation where you're walking into like a four-way intersection in all the hallways. So, just guide, which way do you want to go.
3: All right. Uh, which way do we go?
1: I say up and out, maybe.
3: I'm kind of feeling like to the right. I don't know. It's my gut.
1: All right. Just go right then.
3: Uh, my gut's telling me right. Let's let's go this way.
0: Okay. So you guys go right. And you immediately walk past the door that has been smashed
1: in. Ooh,
3: that looks familiar.
1: Wait, is this the room where I found the senior clean?
3: Or is it the one where I accidentally electrocuted you guys?
1: Uh, roll an investigation check.
3: Fifteen.
1: I rolled a, a zero. No, I rolled a Not one. How about you, Val? Uh, that's a seventeen. So Giovanni, you enter this
0: room. You've never seen this room in your life. You have no idea what it is. I'm
1: terribly lost.
0: (laughs) Val, uh, taking a closer look at it, though, you can see kind of cracks in the floor in a circular radius, and you can see a bunch of boxes have been thrown against the walls, and you can conclude that this is the room that you guys walked into where Mordecai cast Thunderwave and had thrown those rat corpses down the end of the hall and killed them and also damaged Giovanni, which is really funny because Giovanni now has no recollection of that event.
2: (laughs) It fried that part of his brain. Makes (laughs) sense.
0: Mordecai, you can pretty much get the same stuff. It was uh, pretty easy for you to recognize
2: your own scent in the area. Yeah. Okay. So if we're trying to get out of here, guys, then I think we got to keep going right and then up and then. Yeah. It's uh,
3: it's making a bit more sense now. So, uh,
2: Val, one thing you noticed before you leave, though,
0: is that when you guys originally left that room, there were two rat
2: corpses in it. And you now no longer see rat corpses. Okay, well, I'll report that to the guys, but, I mean, we we know that they were reanimated by the Lich. We saw them in the hallway, uh, along with Trevor, and and I think the human corpses, perhaps, right? I don't expect to find any bodies in the sewer.
0: And it seems that that's the case. As you continue down, you pass by that engineering station where you found the first body in your sewer adventures,
2: and that doesn't seem to be there anymore. Come on, guys. Keep pressing. I think we're almost there. I think we're almost uh, out of the sewer. And slap Joel... (laughs)
3: As we're walking down, I think Mordecai is going to ask them, do you guys, uh, do you count how many bodies were with that doctor thing? How many rat people did we kill?
1: Well, I have a couple trophies, but they don't accurately reflect our kill count.
3: <laughs> there is
1: two humans,
3: right? Plus uh, the guy that Val knew. And then how many, how many rats? Like four?
2: Something like that. Yeah.
3: Right. We want to keep this in mind. I've got a plan. Have to trust me on this, uh, when we get back to the god house, we need to talk to Captain Jen. Uh,
0: so you guys are continuing to progress down the sewers, and as you do, your own little light bubble around Mordecai's crowbar continues to light the way. But as you continue down what appears to be the entrance hallway, you notice that there are lights at the end of the hallway that are going. And in fact, from the distance that you are at, you can make out that at the end of this hallway, near the entrance to the sewers, seems to be a body. Not a body, but a form. They're very much alive. Lord.
3: <laughs> you had me worried there for a second.
2: <laughs> Let's check him out. You call out, "Jewel, is that you? Is that you guys? Are you okay? What is this,
0: Jewel? Oh my god, thank goodness. I mean, oh my object, thank goodness.
1: I thought he worshipped Helmet. It's
0: Pelor. I worship Pelor. Pelor. I mean, that's
3: awfully kosher of him.
0: I want to respect your feelings, Giovanni. So I didn't want to not pay homage to the object. But I'm just so happy to see you guys. You guys at the end of this hallway, you've run up to Joel now and he has said hi to you. And you notice that Joel is decked out in guard armor. Like usually he kind of wears like a tabard and he has like a uniform. But as you approach him, you notice that he's actually wearing like a chest plate and like some bracers on his arm and like a helmet. But all the armor is slightly too big for him. So he kind of looks awkward and jumbled in it. I was just coming after you guys. You guys have been gone for two days. And you came down all
1: by yourself? Well, yeah. I wasn't going to leave you guys down here. Uh, what an uncharacteristically noble activity for you to partake in, Joel. I must say, I'm impressed. Are you okay? Like, it doesn't usually take people this long to go through the
0: sewers
3: when they have to. Like, are you okay? What happened? Everything's fine. But we've got big news. we got to talk to the boss lady. Uh, be- Captain Jen? Yes. That, yes. Er. Okay, yeah,
0: of of course. I mean, like, when our guard recruits go missing for two days, we like to know what happened to them. Let's go see Captain Jen.
3: Two days. Lead the the way, man.
0: Yeah, sure. Follow, Follow me. You guys are sure you're okay? Nothing's wrong? Yep. All right. So you guys make your way out of the sewer system following Joel, and you cross past the university courtyards and through the city, and you make your way back to the garrison. You enter the garrison, and you can see, as usual, that people are moving around and bustling and doing their things. There's a lot of guards that are out training, as this is now maybe midday, and you enter through the garrison, and here you are. What do you want to do?
3: Can the guys huddle up? Sure. All right, so... What's going on? Joel, I might as well let you in on this now before we go and talk to whatever her name is. I don't remember. It's Jen. She's our captain, man. To be fair, I forgot what your name was. (laughs) You just
0: said my, you literally said my name a moment ago. My name's Joel. You said it.
3: But before
1: I went into the sewer,
3: I had forgotten your name like three times. Joel,
1: Mordecai, we must make haste. (laughs) There is terrible evil afoot and we must alert the captain of the god as soon as possible.
3: I have an idea. It's kind of a twofold thing. So remember those robots that we fought before? Uh, I, I didn't fight any robots. we were there. You saw us fight the giant robot thing. Uh, the
2: we fought uh, before. Clockwork. Oh, right, oh.
3: right, 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 right. I'm here. I'm, I'm following along. I got this. Oh, stay with me, buddy. Okay. So when we were down in the sewers, we came across a very strong magic user, and he was not using the nice kind of magic, if you get my drift. Okay? The guy was basically using corpses as puppets.
1: Necromancy.
3: Oh, my.
0: Oh,
3: my God.
0: That doesn't. Sound possible.
3: Mordecai? Yes, that's, that's what it was called. Sorry. Thank you, Hio. I plan is ask Jen if we can use the automaton things to fight that guy because if he kills any of our soldiers he can just
1: reanimate them. Interesting. I...
0: Tia, yeah, I mean, we I guess we have to talk to Captain
1: Jen. This sounds pretty serious. I intend to press Captain Jen for the full support of the entire guardsmen. For if we lose this battle, we do not only lose ourselves, we lose the city. Exactly. And then stage two. Before
3: we fight this guy, we got to figure out where he's getting these bodies. And for that, Val and I kind of have an in with a less than noble person in town
2: savory character yeah
3: savory joel actually question for you do you happen to know a one frederick bolster bolster yes you guys you guys know bolster
0: let's say at some point we worked for him i don't work for him (laughs) for before before this job so joel kind of lowers his voice and he kind of looks around carefully to make sure that nobody's listening. And you can see that what guards seem to be in the garrison are kind of away from you. Again, you're outside in the courtyard, so most people are passing through or they're practicing. And so he kind of
1: huddles up to you. You guys
0: used to work for Bolster.
1: No, not, not you guys. I, I had nothing to do with it, Joel. I swear.
3: Uh, Geo's not part of it. He met Geo after.
1: Okay. So,
0: Val, Mordecai, you two used to work for Bolster, one of the biggest crime lords in the city. Yes, and now you're on the city guard.
3: Yeah, so, Joel, give me a second, man. Uh, Do you see how this might look bad?
0: Especially to me?
3: Yeah, but here's the deal, okay? I owe him massive debt, okay? That's the only reason I worked for him. He gave me a place to live when I was home. And
0: so now Joel's kind of freaking out a bit. He's removed his oversized helmet, (laughs) and he's running his hands through his hair, and he's like... Jesus Christ, you owed a debt to the biggest crime lord in the city and you're on the garrison guard staff?
1: And it's going to work out perfect. Joel, I am just as upset as you are. And this, these two despicable characters would lead such troubled lives. Yo, we have a chance to take him down. Possibly before we talk to Captain Jen and burden her with this trouble, maybe we go see Bolster first. See,
3: that's an idea, but I thought about it. What would Captain Jen want more? know that we had worked for him, or to use the fact that we worked for him to get on the inside and take him down. There are so many
0: strings.
3: Plots are everywhere. Right? I mean, Val can go in there and ask about his friend that he lost. We can go in there. My debt can be cleared because we'll put him in jail. Or cleanse him from this mortal realm. You could get that too. I mean, is he wanted dead or alive?
0: Alive? Like listen, I'm this is above my pay grade. I'm just a, a coordinator for you guys. Literally, you guys are my job. And let me tell you,
3: it's becoming a full time game. I'm gonna grab Joel by the face. Just kinda like caress his cheek a little bit and just be like, <laughs> You gotta listen to me, buddy. Stay with us here. We're part of the group now, and we're not lying to you no more. Trust me. Is that are your hands covered in poo? No. You smell like poo! Okay, maybe a little. Just came out of the sewer. You
0: caressed my face with poo hands, and you work for Bolster. Listen, guys, this is above my pay grade. Yeah, we have to go see Captain Jen, and we have to see her now. Y- you got to come clean. I don't know what your game is, but you got to talk to Captain Jen like
3: now. Hey, let's let's do that.
0: that. Sounds fair. So all of you are are keen on going to see Captain Jen now. So you make your way back to one of the large uh, meeting rooms where you actually receive your first orders at the garrison and you enter it and you see Captain Jen in there and she's at the far end sitting at a table doing some paperwork and Joel is pointedly walking behind you at this point so he has ushered you in and has closed the door behind you and is now following up as you walk up to Captain Jen.
3: You're going to lean over to Giovanni and be like isn't he supposed to be in front? He's like the lieutenant or something, right? I'll take this from here. Okay.
0: Captain Jen. I have to remember Captain Jen's voice now. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Giovanni. I see you
1: are back from your expedition into the sewers. You're late. Yes, there's good news and there's bad news. Which would you like first? It's all good news. Just tell me the news, Giovanni. The good news is we cleansed the sewer of a couple rat men and a couple of uh, slugs.
3: And a statue.
1: That is good. I mean, we weren't expecting
0: there to actually be that many things in there, but I suppose it's good you cleared them out.
1: Are you okay? Was it difficult for you? The bad news is uh, there is a powerful necromancer uh, who has turned to this realm to wreak unknown havoc. This land is not seen but for a millennia. Also, uh, these two vagabonds uh, work with one of the biggest crime bosses in the city. Uh, And Joel is kind of a coward. So Captain Jen is sitting at the
0: table in front of her. And she doesn't seem too phased by what you told her. It might be that Jen perhaps is used to getting a lot of bad news, often all at once. And she looks past you over at Joel and she asks him, Is this true, Lieutenant Joel? And Joel says... Well, that's what they're telling me. And so then she looks back to you, Giovanni, and she says, do
1: you have any proof? I mean, my word is as good as proof as anyone should take. I am a knight of the sacred object. I would never tell a lie. Giovanni, show them your trophies. There's some rat tails.
0: Hmm. I see the rat tails. That's good. And that's
3: proof of the good news.
1: Yeah, that's proof of the good news. Proof of the bad news would be the corpses that are no longer in the sewer. They've simply vanished. I'm going to level with you, Giovanni.
0: That would also indicate that perhaps you didn't get these rat tails
1: from the sewer. Circumstantial evidence at best, I know, but...
3: I'm going to try and get between them. Gio, you're doing a great job. I'm just going to take over. I'm going to pull out the Stone of Far Speech. If you don't believe us, you can talk to the guy we met down there.
0: She's just looking at you and the stone that you're holding. Oh,
1: the phones! I forgot about the magical phone
3: rocks. Oh, how delightful. Here's the deal, right? We killed a bunch of rat men, we killed a bunch of slugs. You got the proof of that. problem was, when we were trying to leave, there was some sort of a magic user down there, raised a bunch of the dead, one of which is a compatriot of Val. I don't know if you know this or not, but there's a lot of homeless people going missing. That's where they're ending up, and this guy will confirm that. I am aware
0: of our homeless situation here in Renlin. There are many explanations for what you are suggesting. Let me see the stone.
3: Pass it over to her.
0: So Jen holds the stone and she's just kind of holding it at first. I don't know if she's seen one of these before. So she's just kind of looking at it and in a almost comical way, she brings it up to her face and she speaks to the stone and she says, Hello? Who is there? This is Captain Jen of the Redland Garrison. Is anyone on the other end of this stone? And the stone is silent. So she just kind of looks at the stone, and she looks back at you, and she turns to you, Mordecai, and she says, Very funny, Constable Mordecai.
3: You know what? Just not doing it right. I'm going to take the stone back, and I'm going to try. Okay. Um, Morty! Morty, it's, it's one of the guys that you just talked to like a day ago. Not even. Please, please answer the rock.
0: So Jen kind of raises her eyebrows because your name is also Mordecai and people frequently refer to you as Morty. And so then she looks over at Joel and she says, Joel, perhaps you should get the physician.
3: Oh, no, it's two different spellings. Mine's with a D, his is with a T. Mordecai,
1: it's no use. Morty told us it would be hard to convince these people of the evil that we now face. Alas, it's true. if the city guard will not ally us in this noble quest to defeat this great evil, we will look elsewhere for allies.
0: We should at least give them a warning. Which brings me to my second point. Your additional allies. Val, Mordecai, is what Giovanni tells me about your association with a Renlin crime lord. True?
3: Only partially, because I don't think he gave you the whole scope. See, before I got a job with you guys, I was homeless. And by the way, thank you for the job. It's great. The beds are nice for you guys. He would put me up and I kind of don't work for him. Just owe him money.
0: I see. And you, Val, what is your association with who was it again? Bolster. I know him as Bolster. Her face kind of pales when you say that name. You have an association with
2: Frederick Bolster. What is the nature of it? Tell me. Unfortunately, I'm I'm new to town, and thank you for the job. Also, I'm really trying to go straight, as it were. I require psychedelic substances in order to enhance my arcana, to get in touch with nature, and things. Bull supervise me with these. Sad so to say, I'm a little dependent. Lo- long time uh, practicing nature magic in the woods, uh, and I do odd jobs for him. As a matter of fact, I'm actually in the employ of following Mordecai when we join on with your guard. Let me
0: just piece this story together. Mordecai, you were a homeless sorcerer who owed money to Bolster. Yes. (laughs) Val, you, on the payroll of Bolster, followed Mordecai to ensure that he would, what,
2: pay him back? Yes, absolutely, yeah. And not fleeing town, not running from his debt, working towards it. So, why are you, Val, here at the
0: garrison? Now, Mordecai can understand we are hiring, but you, Val, why are you here? Did you infiltrate the garrison to stay close to
2: Mordecai? Initially, absolutely. But I think I really respect steady, honest work. I think I'm trying to go straight, and I've lost a friend even now.
3: I know my word doesn't count for much, but I'll I'll vouch for the guy. He came clean to me about what he was doing. And I'm not trying to persuade you, Wink. I'm definitely trying to persuade her. (laughs) (laughs) We have an opportunity to take down one of the baddest crime bosses in town. You've got two people on the inside here, boss.
0: Mordecai, roll a persuasion check. Yes. And Val, I also want you to roll a persuasion check.
2: Yeah.
3: 15.
2: That is a 11.
3: Combined, that's 26.
0: (laughs) 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 That's unfortunately not how dice rolls work. Captain Jen continues. Let me just get the rest of this picture straight before you try to convince me of anything. So the two of you joined the guard. Then you met Giovanni here, who I imagine is mostly innocent of your associations. Your first assignment was to go into a sewer in order to investigate subterranean activity in that region. And then you come back two days later telling me stories of an undead necromancer and a talking stone. Now, I'm not new to the guarding business, and I have many associations with people who are in the military as well. And I know what it's like to be a recruit at a new place. And I have been through a number of situations where recruits like to tell tall tales in order to kind of bolster, for lack of a better word, their reputation in the eyes of their compatriots. So I have to ask you, what am I to believe that some kind of Undead sorcerer is bringing people to life, or that a couple of vagrants off the city, one with a drug addiction to psychedelic mushrooms, are trying to tell me a tall tale in an effort to convince me of
1: something. I would like to roll an intimidation here.
2: <laughs> oh, good call, Giovanni. F- I rolled a nine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now, please, I implore you, Captain Jen. This is no laughing matter. You could loop these two criminals and vagrants along with whatever false tales and webs you think they're spinning. But I'm an honest to goodness paladin, and I have no reason or intent to lie to you. Why would I spin these tall tales? I have no need for money or any things that these criminals would need. Like uh, this is this is serious. And we need to deal with this, or we're all going to be very sorry about it later. Captain Jen listens to your heartfelt
0: rant and then she looks over at joel and waves him over to her joel comes up and leans down and she has a few words with him joel's face kind of goes pale and then stands back up and, and he makes his way out of the room he actually walks past you guys and as he does he stops for a second and he says it's gonna be okay guys don't worry we'll, we'll sort this out and he leaves the room and the three of you are now left alone with captain jen And she turns to you and says, these are certainly very large claims that you're making. And unfortunately, without unsubstantiated proof, there is little incentive for me to believe you. I will admit that Giovanni, as a paladin of the Order of the Sacred Object, has instilled some element of caution in any kind of judgment I will make. Regardless, though, Mordecai and Val, your associations with one of the biggest crime lords in Renlin, does give me pause. And here's what we're going to do. We are going to do background checks on you, and you will not be able to leave the garrison grounds for the next two days. You will have to stay here. We will follow up with your claims. We will send guards down to the sewers.
3: They die. This guy's going to raise them back up, and they're going to be used against you. I Don't do that, Jen. I would, I would highly recommend...
2: I implore you, please.
3: Yeah. I, like, I don't mean to offend. Use your head here. You've got robots
0: so you say use your head and captain jen like kind of turns to you and you can tell that maybe you've made her a little upset and she says listen to me here recruit this is my garrison and i will decide how it is used and how it acts in the public i understand that if there is some kind of undead spellcaster out there that sending guards to fight them would be unwise that being said if there are is an undead spellcaster in this city. Sending guards is all that we can do.
3: What happened to the robots?
0: Those are like constable training bots.
3: And they can't be raised from the dead. We can survey and give you the information you need.
0: Listen, Mordecai, I think I understand how these automatons work. And let me tell you, they are not scouts. They are not some kind of radar-generating machine. They don't go out and observe things and report back information. If that was the case, we wouldn't even have a garrison. Everything would be automatons.
3: Okay, how about this? I will stay here for the next two days because you order it. That's fine. If I help your archivist make them that good, then you send them.
0: She kind of narrows her eyes on that. Roll persuasion check.
2: One. right, don't be sh-
3: Come on.
2: Six! Ah! Six!
3: <laughs> this would have been a Tides of Chaos right there, but I used it earlier. Yeah. Idiot.
0: (laughs) He rolled a three. Why did you use your thing? Whatever. Um,
3: That's role playing, baby.
0: Yeah, that's great. So Captain Jen kind of narrows her eyes at you. Do you have any experience as an artificer?
3: Oh, but I'm a great spellcaster, and I got a lot of tools and uh, uh, what's the word? Materials that he's going to need to soup him up.
0: I will allow you to spend time with Nathan, the artificer. And I will write a note to him to begin exploring the idea of increasing the sentience, perhaps, of some of our automatons. But as you no doubt, and she looks at each of you as she says this, as you no doubt feel from your experience, you may not wish over sentient automatons, especially some of our larger styles. In the meantime, Val, Mordecai, you are to remain at the garrison compound for the next two days. Val, you are to hand over any illicit drugs that you have for confiscation.
2: Ooh, really? Yes.
0: Giovanni, you are free to leave the compound. However, I ask that you stay inside the city. You are not to leave.
1: Understood, Captain. May I suggest, though, that you send myself as an emissary of the guard to meet with this bolster character? I'm very curious to make contacts with this criminal element to see what his intentions truly are for the city and kind of gauge his forces to instigate some sort of takedown of their operation. Perhaps we can discuss that in a moment, Giovanni.
0: Mordecai, Val, do you have any questions?
3: How many days do I have left on my, my debt? It's been at least five days.
2: And it was a week, right? A week to repay the debt? He gave me
3: exactly one week.
2: I believe it was a
1: half fortnight left for the debt. Yes,
2: so
0: you have two days now to pay off Bolster.
3: And I hate to cut you off. Um, I owe this guy imminently. If I don't see him and he sees me out on the street, I am a dead man. If I have the opportunity, take him down. We can have Giovanni and a couple people in the wings. Trust me, I can bring you Bolster. Let me show my fealty to the guard by bringing you this man.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And so Jen kind of turns to you, Mordecai, after hearing you talk about Bolster, and she says, I will take your ideas into consideration, recruit. At this point, though, your standing in the guard isn't high enough for us to trust you. You want to earn our trust? Sit tight for two days. Then we will evaluate your relation with Bolster a bit better. I will say, however, that do not think that it is so easy to take down Bolster. He didn't get to his position by being reckless. Fair enough.
3: Right, well, my blood's on your hands, lady.
0: You're not leaving the garrison for the next two days. Val, Mordecai, you are dismissed.
3: I'm going to walk away, but I'm going to mumble be like, well, you know, two people that work for Bolster got in here before.
2: Fair enough.
1: She ignores you. (laughs) She doesn't care. (laughs) Giovanni, you had something to say? Yes, Captain. I regret to be a part of a squad of such deceivers and lowlifes. So I just wanted to affirm my allegiance to the, the guard ship and yourself as my captain. <laughs> Brown <Brown-nooser. clears throat> Thank you, Giovanni,
0: for your loyalty, I suppose. You mentioned that you wanted to visit Bolster.
1: Yes, I think it would be a good idea just to pay off Mordecai's debt. I could go as an emissary of the guard and possibly set up a line of communication because I assume there isn't one right now. And then we could start the beginnings of uh, some sort of big elaborate trap or takedown.
0: Hmm. You want to pay off your friend's debt. That is admirable. I cannot sanction this under the guard. There is no way that I could possibly send an emissary, quote unquote, from the city guard to a local crime lord. That being said, I will not prevent you if you decide that you want to visit him yourself in order to pay off your friend's debt. As a peacekeeper. It will be off the books, Giovanni. Understood. Could you imagine what would happen if the city caught hold of some kind of line of communication between the city guard and one of the most notorious crime lords in town? It would be disastrous. I I just hate to imagine that this crime lord holds so much sway over the city. Me too, Giovanni. Me too. Hopefully, there may come a time when he is not a threat. But for now, he is a thorn in our side that we have to forget about and work around.
1: Would you have me do anything specific for you within the next two days? Well, you have your typical guard duties. Keep
0: up your training. Your free time is your own. Excellent. You are dismissed, Constable Giovanni. Good day, Commander. Hello everyone, sorry to interrupt the action, but I just have a few announcements to make. Again, thanks to everyone who's been listening to the last few podcast episodes. It's super like exciting to see these episodes coming out and people listening to them, and people seem to like them a lot. If you're interested in becoming a character in Late and Legends, please like and share this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram with the hashtag Late and Legends, lowercase all one word. You can tell we haven't had a lot of new characters in the last episode, but I do have a lot of characters coming up, so lots of names will be needed. Please share this podcast, and you might find yourself in the adventure. I'm also going to be taking items for the Garrison storehouse. You might remember in episode 3, the guys were skimming through a bunch of junk that Nathan, the storehouse clerk, had. I want to get a list of listener-generated items going that the guys can look through and buy. If you've got a good idea for a piece of armor, weapon, tool, or the like, send an email to lateandlegends at outlook.com with the item name, a description of it, and maybe some stats. It shouldn't be anything too powerful, and it can't be related to Giovanni's sacred object. I'll handle that. Additionally, I've set up a Patreon page for the podcast where listeners who are interested in donating to the podcast can throw in a few bucks. You can find it at patreon.com forward slash There's no pressure to do so, But there are a few perks that you can get by donating, besides just a general feeling of warmth and satisfaction knowing that you helped a bunch of poor podcast, fantasy, actors, writers, people. Yeah. For $3 a month, we'll include your name in a patron shoutout at the end of each episode. For $5 a month, you get early access to the episodes before they even come out, as well as the patron shoutout. Everyone out here on the internet is suckers, waiting until Wednesday to get their latent Legends fix. But you don't have to do that. You'll get access to each episode sometime several days before they're supposed to come out. And, for $15 a month, not only will you get the patron shoutout, not only will you get early access to all of the episodes, but will also provide you a one-time fan message. You know this spot here, right here in the middle of the episode where I make announcements? You could have your very own message, assuming it's nothing really rude. I'm happy to do that for you. Or I could even strong arm one of the other guys into doing it. Whatever you want, you've earned it. There's no pressure to stick around if you don't want to, and you can cancel your patronage whenever you'd like. So that's it for announcements. Let's get back into the action. And with that, all three of you have now left, and you see Joel outside as you pass him by. Listen, guys, uh, Jen told me what was going to happen, and I'm sorry. It's just going to be temporary, and, you know, we'll be back to, you know, our old our old group. It won't be a problem. I'm sure that you guys will check out. You've been, you know, good to me and good to the guard, and I, I hope this will go by smoothly.
1: Joel, I appreciate your concern, but you have nothing to fear. I'm totally unscathed by these accusations. Thank you. <laughs> Good old Giovanni, as usual. Such a sweetheart. Nothing nothing wrong.
3: We'll rub your object. <laughs> you don't have anything on the line, Gio.
1: If only I could. If only I could. <laughs> So you have made
0: your way back to the garrison. You had a conversation with Jen. The conversation didn't really go quite as well as you hoped it would. But we have to keep in mind that this is a world that hasn't experienced this kind of evil in a while. So these large claims have to be investigated. And also you revealed your backgrounds to Joel as well as your commander. So there are steps that they need to take in order to ensure that you are okay. But you still have access to the garrison, and you are welcome to do anything in here that you would like to do. You brought up the idea of perhaps visiting Nathan the Artificer, so that's something I'm prepared to do if you would like to.
3: I mean, I gotta sell off all that stuff, too, so...
2: How much does Mordecai owe now?
3: It's 250, and have have 175, but I also have gems and wire and a weapon and some other stuff that I could sell off.
1: Okay. I couldn't quite make the full payment, but here's some golden wire. <laughs>
3: Well, no, like I'm, I'll sell it to Nathan, get the gold, right? Like,
2: All right. I'd like to offer to top up whatever you aren't able to get from selling your shit. Yeah, I as well. In a show of good faith. Uh, Joel
0: turns to you guys as you're having this conversation, this loose kind of conversation about what you're going to do next, and he says, so are you heading over to the uh, artificer? Do you want me to come with you, or you want to go by yourself?
3: Oh, Joel, oh, my God. I owe so much money to this bolster guy. Got, you got 50 gold you can give me? He's gonna have my neck, Joel.
0: Roll a persuasion check.
3: 19 plus three. Now it works. Jesus. Where was that when we were talking to Jen?
0: Huh.
3: Yeah, no kidding.
0: So Joel turns to you and says, You're you're really that hard? You're really that hard on cash, Mordecai?
3: I lived on the street, Joel. He's going to kill me.
0: It's okay. Don't don't worry, Mordecai. I'll I'll help you. And Joel pulls out his purse, and it's a very threadbare looking purse. It's very sad looking. A spider crawls out of it. It's so empty. <laughs> and, and he <laughs> he pours it out onto his hand. The spider comes out, and there's like a couple silver coins, and there's a few gold coins in there. And he says, "Okay, I got, I have like twenty gold for you."
3: Oh God, you're such an angel. Mm. Oh,
0: there you go, Mordecai. I hope I hope things you know pick up, and you can pay me back whenever whenever you, you can. It's all right.
3: Oh, of course. Uh, man, I owe you. Okay? Thank you so much.
1: Giovanni would like to uh, motion to Joel. Uh, Joel motions back. Yeah. <laughs> here, here gets, uh, Here's five gold pieces for a drink later. That was very nice. You did not have to do that. <laughs>
0: this, is, this is kind of weird. Thank, thank you for five gold pieces. I just gave him...
3: One. All right. I guess we're just passing around gold. I mean, we still have to get paid too, right? <gasps> yeah. We did clear out the sewers.
2: Yeah, That's right. Yes. Yes.
3: Let's click. Did we, (laughs) did we though? I mean, (laughs) we've got the rat tails. It's not payday yet.
0: Oh yeah.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
3: All right. Yeah. Let's let's just go bug. Well, conveniently. I mean,
0: you guys are stuck here for two days, but in two days is payday. So you should be okay.
2: Oh,
1: talk about crunch time
2: Can get a loan, go to the armory or something. I
1: I would like to suggest that uh, we pay off Mordecai's debt ahead of time. So as not to, uh, deal with any sort of crime boss last minute kind of shenanigans you know i feel like there's the whole trope of waiting to last minute to pay the debt and then when you go to pay it they're like oh but the debt's more now because you waited to the last minute
3: so if they let us out we get in there i got some words for that guy those words are strung into a spell and that spell will put him to sleep and then you can tie him up we'll drag him back there they'll hang him
1: well you know I, i could i could go talk to him
0: now, you're talking about Bolster, not Joel, right?
1: Definitely Bolster. bolster.
0: <laughs> Definitely Bolster.
1: I was also awesome, unclear. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Anyways, let's, let's go talk to the artificer. I mean, I got to work for this guy for the next two days, right? So, All
0: right. So you make your way over to the Garrison storehouse. Are you taking Joel with you or is it just the three of you?
3: I already walked off.
0: You left Joel there, and Joel just looks neglected and sad.
1: I was going to say, I can hang back with Joel because I have very little to contribute to these magical robots. Well, actually, uh, so the storehouse has new items. Oh, okay. So what I did
0: is I posted a list of items in our Discord. And if you click on there, there are 11 items that you can buy from the storehouse if you want to. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the three of you just kind of walk off, and you leave Joel neglected, looking sad, and kind of like he betrayed his friends in
1: the corner. Joel, would you like to come along with us? Joel's head kind of whips up. He's like, really? I mean, sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd like
0: that. And so you make your way over to the garrison storehouse, and you enter through the front door, and inside is Nathan the Artificer, who you saw last week. And he's tinkering away at something on a workbench and reading his giant book that has lists of everything in the facility in each of its distinct spots. And you can also see that there is a list of items that might be of interest to guards that are not just junk.
3: I'm going to empty out my pockets on the table. So here's uh, five quarts. I got a ruby. There's a, a rusty sword. Got a, a bundle of gold wire. And... Uh, I mean, this isn't any use to me right now, so I'll put my forgery kit up there too. It's a fantastic calligraphy kit I got from when I was, I was, I had a different job. Let's just put it that way.
0: Roll a deception check.
3: Okay. one. 18. So I've got uh, five quartz gems. Got one. Oh, this is just a fantastic ruby. Look at it; It shimmers. Um, we got a rusty sword. I found this in the sewer. I don't know. You could use it for scrap metal. We got a bundle of gold wire. And one really fancy forgery kit. I mean, look at the pen in there. And oh, the paper's fantastic. Oh.
0: You say this to him, and he pulls a bucket from out from under his desk, and he brings it up to the top of the desk where the forgery kit is, like, kind of on the corner of it. And he just puts his hand in front of the forgery kit and just slides it into the bucket. And then puts it on the ground <laughs> You rolled a deception check And then you explicitly called it a forgery kit
3: Oh no <laughs> <laughs> It's the same thing It's for writing
0: And then he looks back up at you He looks down at the little bundle of trophies that you put there And without hesitation He says 50 gold
3: mm, 75 55 mm, 60
0: 50 gold 55 Done
3: <laughs> Alright cool Totally won that one, guys. Did you see that? Impressive.
0: They saw it. It was very impressive. All right. So you now have 55 more gold and you have relieved yourself of all of your junk.
1: I am exactly at 250 gold. I was uh, curious as to see if the blacksmith was in or not today. Yeah, he's in. He's in the other building, though. Okay. Whatever you guys are done here, I'd like to check that out. Did you guys go through the list of items? I did.
3: I did but I can't spend anything that's all my um, debt money so.
1: Yeah, I know. The the seemed interesting but uh I don't use two-handed weapons so. I would allow you to use that with a like a shield and a sword if you want to. Yeah? Yeah. All right. You're
3: not going to dark souls rule it and double-hand your longsword? Don't you get extra damage that way?
1: No, cuz if I unequip my shield my armor class goes down to 18 instead of 19. Still not going to get hit. You'd be surprised. Every time I get hit, it's never close. It's always like 22 or 24, so fair enough.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll allow that. That would really fit your style, too. It, it seems kind of uh, silly that this would only be a two-handed melee attack. One-handed melee attack would work fine.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, also, don't have enough money for it. I see. Unless I could exchange these rat tails for some sort of uh, gold. <laughs> I don't know. Play that scene out. Pardon me, shopkeep. I have two rat tail trophies acquired from the sewers. I was wondering if you had some sort of apothecary department that could make use of these. You have how many? Two
0: rat tails? I have two in my possession, yes. Okay. He pulls out a scale from underneath the desk and he puts it on top of the table and and like kind of clears off a spot pushing things just like off of the desk completely and he says all right hand them over i hand them over okay so he takes the two rat tails from you puts them on one side of the scale and then starts adding weights to the other side of it and then the scale levels and he turns back to you and says i'll give you five gold ten seven deal <laughs> all right so he takes the two rat tails And he walks over to a shelf behind him where you can see there's a bunch of alchemist kind of equipment and he puts them alongside that.
1: Now, good shopkeep. I was interested in purchasing those pauldrons of the cold shoulder. Uh, But alas, they are 120 gold pieces and I only have 108 in my coffers currently. I was wondering if we could uh, come to some sort of arrangement, perhaps in the spirit of Cyber Monday or Black Friday. (laughs) Not familiar with those expressions. Ah, did not think so. Um. Come
3: on. I'll work off his debt. I'm Stuck here for two days anyways.
1: I was going to give it a good, come on. And you rolled a persuasion <laughs> check there, Giovanni. What did you roll? Roll rolled a 13 on the, come on. You have 108 gold. Yep. He turns to Mordecai and he says, two days work.
3: Deal.
0: Okay. You don't quite see where the pauldrons of the cold shoulders are. <laughs> They're somewhere in the stack of junk. And Nathan, the artificer, steps down from his stool behind the desk and he walks around. He starts rummaging in underneath a couple piles of just shit. And he pulls out this gleaming, like very shiny, very bright pauldron set. It goes from your shoulder down your bicep. and It ends right above the uh, elbow there. And you can see that it has this very bright silver gleam to it. And along the edges of each of the different metal parts is this blue kind of rim. And it kind of looks like it's crackling. And he hands it to you and says, all right, 100 gold or 108.
1: Ah, You said 100.
0: (laughs) I heard him. He starts (laughs) pulling the pauldrons back to himself
2: very slowly. Just give him the money. Okay, 100, You got it. And he passes them back to you. How do you guys have so much money?
3: I've been looting everything to pay off my debt.
2: That's true. Yeah, yeah, every you're right. single
3: body we've come across.
2: I have fifteen, though. Like I've <laughs> robbed both of you. <laughs> I just want the spiders. I just robbed Joel. <laughs> like
1: I honestly don't remember. I think I sold something. You sold your old breastplate.
2: Oh yeah. Okay.
1: But that was to offset the cost of a new breastplate. So that was I was out five
2: mm. gold. Hmm.
3: How much is that box of spiders you want?
2: Yeah, it's 50 gold, 50, bo- 50 bones,
3: man. I'm already working for you for two days. What if I work all the way through the night, both of those days and you give this guy that box of spiders, he loves animals. I mean, do you really want spiders in your shop? Nathan's
0: gone back to his book now. So he's walked behind his table and stepped up on his stool, sat down and he's kind of flipping through his book, making notes here and there. And without even being phased, he just says no.
3: I mean, I'm a really, really strong sorcerer, man. Like, I got magic that can help you. And then you'll hear it from Jen.
0: So Nathan looks up from where he's sitting, and he turns and faces you, Mordecai, and he looks deep into your eye. And there's a thing that sorcerers and wizards can do where they look into almost the soul of a creature with their eye, and you make a connection there. And Nathan looks at your eye, and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw.
2: I'm just, like, playing with the box
0: of spiders. Saving
3: throw. Nineteen!
0: You stare right back into Nathan's eye. But you're looking at Nathan, and you can tell that he doesn't need any help if he wanted to. He seems to be a pretty strong guy himself. And so I don't think he's going to be sold on the idea of that having another powerful sorcerer around is going to make him feel inclined to give away a box
2: of spiders. I
3: mean, how- Honestly, a box of spiders, man. Sorry, Val. I guess you're going to have to go out on the street.
2: I'm just going to have to go find some spiders on the street, I guess. Quick
1: question, shopkeep. What do the uh, pauldrons weigh? I'd say probably about six pounds. Do they give me any AC bonus or no? No, they are what they are. In fact, uh, Giovanni, could I have you read out the name of the item that you're getting and what it does? Yeah, so I have acquired the pauldron of the cold shoulder. Bonus action. Following a one-headed melee attack, the wearer can use their bonus action to attempt a body check on a foe. On a hit, do 1d6 cold damage and push back 10 feet. Yeah, pretty nice. ka
0: Awesome. So that was actually um, made by Cody and Brandon, and they added that to our list of equipment here. Nice. There's a lot of cool equipment here. Uh, it's kind of a shame that you don't have that much gold right now, but these items won't disappear, so you can always kind of take a look at them and see later if you want to acquire some of these items. Oh, for sure. Okay. Joel actually kind of takes this moment to walk over to Nathan and he passes Nathan a note and Nathan takes a look at it and looks back up at you, Mordecai, and says, all right, I'll see you tomorrow morning. We'll get to work on those automatons. Time. 6 a.m.
3: All right. See you then.
0: All right. So you guys can leave the guardhouse now. Is there anything else that you want to do in the garrison?
3: What time is it right now?
0: So it's maybe around one or, or two at this point? Gotcha. Alright, well uh I, I suppose that Giovanni, you're free to go, but uh Mordecai and Val, you'll have to stay here. And actually now that I'm thinking about it, Val, you'll need to hand over any mushrooms that you have. I gave them to Jen. You gave them to Jen? I wasn't in the room when you did that.
3: Oh, he totally did.
0: <laughs> in real life. Did you actually give the mushrooms to Jen? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh Man. yeah, I was really hoping there was there gonna be a little
2: fun little thing. Ooh, that's yeah, you know, okay.
0: Joel turns to you Val and says, all right, so you gave them the gen. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll check with her later. They're, they're mushrooms, right? Yeah. You're probably going to be in for a, a rough day or two. Y- yeah. It's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're going to get you set up in the guardhouse, and and, um, you know, we'll try to make sure you're comfortable and uh, I'll have a word with Nathan. Maybe there's something we could do to, I don't know, help you get through this.
2: Y'all give you some of those mushrooms.
0: No. In fact, I'll probably talk to Jen and move those mushrooms over to Nathan. He might be able to use them. Oh, bad. Let's go get you set up in your room, and we'll make sure you're comfortable. And if you need anything, of course, let us know. But uh, I'll escort you over there now. Okay. So Joel kind of talks to Val and has a few words with him and uh, starts walking over to the guardhouse where you guys spend your evenings, uh, which leaves Giovanni and Mordecai together.
3: Right. So it's uh, like the sun's setting kind of deal? I'd say it's early afternoon.
0: You know, it's it's maybe around one thirty. I don't know how Giovanni measures time on a typical day.
1: We went through this. I, I, I use the hours and the things like that for the day. It's just easier for the day to day. Yeah,
0: it's 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 more difficult to say like one two hundredth of a fortnight.
1: If I look around, how many
3: how many people can see us right
0: now? Uh, there are two guards over to your left. Uh, they seem to be practicing archery in front of a bunch of targets. They're maybe about twenty or thirty feet away from you.
3: So they're they're really focused on their targets. They're not really looking at us. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, they're chatting amongst each other and commenting on
1: each other's hits. Yo. I'm uh I'm using this I'm just playing around with my sling just taking pot shots and stuff and killing it <laughs> if you look at the numbers but, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Vonnie, man fo- focus up here okay
1: I'm sorry I've never had a ranged weapon before it's quite exciting for me
3: yes yes I get that um question do you even know where Bolster is
1: no I was uh, going to ask for those details before I went on my little merry way here
3: here's. Here's my idea, okay? I can give you the gold. I can tell you where he is. You can get your ass kicked. Or I doubt that will happen.
1: He's,
3: he's got a lot of people in his employ.
1: I don't plan on going alone.
3: What if I disguise myself <clears throat> as a paladin? <clears throat> right? And I come with you for tonight. I just got to make it back by six in the morning.
1: Okay, I mean it is for the greater good, so I don't have any moral qualms with it. It's just from a logistical perspective. What, like, what do we stand to gain from you disguising yourself and coming along?
3: Thing to gain number one: the uh, feeling of taking down the evil of the city, uh, bringing in a uh, one, a Frederick Bolster to the god. Two, possible promotion for bringing in Frederick Bolster. Three, I will split my debt with you and you'll get half of the uh, 250 gold plus whatever we
1: find there. Uh, gold, gold is meaningless to me. I'm a man of the, the object. You can donate it to the object. I love, I love the tenacity and willingness to take down Bolster on this evening. I just, based on what Jen said, I feel like he's very well protected and defended and I fail to see how we two alone could possibly strike down and take him. Is there any way we can get in touch with your sister tonight? Uh, I was hoping to. But I feel like she will also like to plan these things out. We're meticulous planners, us paladins. Right.
3: Well, keep it in the back of your head. Right. Maybe I'll go bug Nathan and see if I can get to work early or something.
1: I'm sure I'll have lots for you to do.
3: If you guys decide that that's an okay plan, it would be good to have me, the spellcaster, and your main guide
1: to where Bolster
3: lives there
1: no I, I agree with you 100 percent. i just think it'd be better to seek out more allies i feel like the two of us are not capable of taking down a crime syndicate alone even with the element of surprise
3: <laughs> the, the thing i'm worried about is he he has to know something al's best friend used to used to hang out with bolster val told me he lives in like the back alley or something maybe he has an idea of what's going on with that uh ed doctor guy
1: I will make these inquiries when we see him. I think it would be more useful to have a conversation with him than to bash him over the head and roll him up in a carpet and turn him into the guard.
3: Would be more fun,
1: though. It would. And more righteous as well. (laughs) (laughs) Theo, the object demands justice. I know, but greater good justice is what I'm I'm aiming for now. All right, all right. You talk with your sister. know where to find me
3: because I'm stuck here i
1: didn't i didn't i'm not the one who made you pick a life of indecency okay you also
3: didn't have to live on the street so you know what get your nose out of her butt
1: (laughs) i did grow up lavishly well Had so many
3: nice things not the only one with nobility in their background geo this could be you i doubt it i did too
0: So the three of you go your separate ways. Giovanni walks over to maybe some of the archers that are practicing at the garrison and pulls out his sling, all proud of it, and starts hitting the targets there as the other archers look on. And there's some camaraderie going back and forth. We see Mordecai walking into the garrison storehouse and having a word with Nathan as Nathan nods and Mordecai heads over to one of the desks and starts picking up some artificing implements. So we see this little scene play out in the guild garrison and then we zoom out and we flash into Joel and Val as they start to enter the dormitory and they pass by a number of different doors that go to different rooms. And then he stops by the last one and Joel opens the door and turns back to Val and he says, okay, so it's probably going to be a rough night for you and maybe a rough tomorrow and day after if you need anything, you know. I'll be nearby. Good luck,
2: Val. Thank you for your help, Joel. Already the vision's starting to get a little bit, like, wavy, and it's kind of going in and out, and Joel has two heads, and the withdrawal from uh, Legendary Mushrooms is almost worse than the effect. So Val enters the room. It's dark inside,
0: and he turns around, and the last thing he sees is Joel's face as the door closes, and he finds himself in nearly utter darkness except for a faint light that comes from a window at the top of the room. Thank you everyone for listening to our podcast. The next part will be coming out every Wednesday, mid-morning if you're interested in hearing more about us please follow us on facebook instagram twitter anchor or patreon as late and legends additionally a special thanks to our patrons this month paula ethan kate and al seeing so many people sign up like all around the same time on episode 7 really kind of makes the experience of making this podcast really fun and it's awesome to know that people enjoy it If you're like Paula, Ethan, Kate, and Al, and want to support the show, be sure to check out our Patreon page. We'd love to have your help. In the meantime, I hope you enjoyed the show, and I hope you have a good day. We'll see you next week.